Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Good morning, everyone. Isn't Jesus wonderful? Hallelujah. Um, It seemed good to us to have me kick it off this morning. So um, we're going to do that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, For those of you who don't know, um, my husband and myself, we uh, maybe minister a little bit differently than some people, or a lot differently, depending on how you look at it. Um, There are times where just he will minister. There's times where just I will minister. There's times where we tag team and go back and forth. So um, however it works, don't you be nervous. We're not nervous, okay? Uh, if he gets up here and adds to what I'm saying, he's not, uh, he may be trying to correct me and that's fine. I'm okay with that. All right. Um, but that's just how we flow together. So, um, he's always welcome to come up and there you are and I can sit down and I'm all for that. Praise the Lord. Um, but if you would, let's turn this morning to Luke chapter 18, which is where we started yesterday, and I just want to remind us of this passage that Reverend Joel took us to before we get going here. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for the Spirit of God? Aren't you thankful for the ability to pray and to fellowship with Him and to move with him in his realm. And that's what we began talking about yesterday, the fact that um, our prayer life allows us to enter in to the realm of the Spirit. That's amazing. That's amazing. That means we can, uh, not only do we have this wonderful, precious word as, as our help and our guide, but, but we have that precious Holy Spirit on the inside to help us navigate into the spiritual realm. And in doing that, we get to cooperate with God to accomplish things here on this earth. It, it's an amazing privilege And we want to be able to do these things with accuracy. And that is, I believe, one of the reasons that the Spirit dealt with Pastor Nancy to have these morning meetings on this subject. We don't just minister from the Word on the subject, but we spend time together in prayer uh, on purpose. It's not because we couldn't think of anything else to minister, and so we've got to fill up the next 30 minutes with prayer. No, it's to give us all time to practice flowing together in this realm. Um, For some of us, we've been doing this a long time, meaning we've been a Christian a long time. If you've been a Christian, you should be praying, right? Um, But how many know we can always learn and become more effective in what we do? And uh, in Luke chapter 18, it said, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Those of you who were here with us yesterday, we spent some time, didn't we, talking about what it looks like when people faint, (laughs) right? And and part of uh, part of fainting, fainting is lacking in strength, right? You lack strength, and uh, we spent a good amount of time talking about how when our flesh is too strong in our body. our, our, excuse me, our body is too strong. Our flesh pulls us into that natural realm. Well, um, our spirit will lack strength. If we lack strength, it's going to be difficult to pray correctly. Uh, we find our prayers, when we lack strength and our body's pulling us in a certain direction, we find our prayers being like, oh God, help. 
know if you've been there. I've been there. <laughs> um, but we want our prayers to be more effective than just that. Oh, God, help, you know. He is our helper. <laughs> um, and, and my husband brought out something interesting about this passage, and that is verse 8 is actually connected with verse 1. Verse 8 says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? we, we got to understand that, uh, and, and we say this often, that everything we do is by faith, should be by faith, including our prayer life. Remind me, everyone, how does faith come? By hearing. Hearing what? The Word. So we spend time looking at the Word and, and learning from the Word what our prayer life should look like, who's to accompany us in our prayer life. Why? So that we can have faith to enter that realm and do what we need to do. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. And without faith in our prayer life, we're not going to be as effective in what we're doing. I don't know, as I get older, and I'm not old, but as I progress in life, um, I just don't have time to waste doing things ineffectively. So uh, we want our, our entering into the spirit realm, this moving with God, to be as effective as possible. To do that, we need to have faith in the one who's accompanying us into the spirit realm. That is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. You know, when uh, we live in Colorado now, we've been there 12 years 11 11 years um when we first moved there uh dr dufresne actually had and pastor nancy they bought some property in colorado as well several hours from where we were but dr dufresne he had a uh, he had a family retreat out by his property and invited ministers and families and whoever wanted to come. And we all went to a little hotel in that, in that town. And uh, the idea was, you know, bring your family. You can spend the day. It was a beautiful, it's a beautiful town. And there's lots to do there. You can go horseback riding. You can climb in the mountain. You can, uh, there's a big river that flows through the town. And you can actually go uh, white water rafting. Thank you. And uh, brother Mitch Morgan, who was Dr. Dufresne's pilot, he, uh, he was talking with my husband, and my husband said, you know, what's there to do? And Mitch was telling us all these things that we could do, and he said, you know, you can float down the river and go, go to, you know, rafting. And we're like, and my husband said, oh, that's cool. You know, in New York, we had, we had a place on a lake, and we, we had this big raft, and we brought it with us to Colorado. So Mitch said, bring it. It'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. You'll have so much fun. So we did. We brought our raft and um, I don't even think we had enough life jackets. So we had to go into town and buy life jackets for our kids. That's a good thing to do. And we were asking this gentleman who ran this little rafting store, you know, where do, we, where do we start? Where do we end? What do we do? And he gave us some very helpful tips. He sh showed us, you know, on the map, he's showing us, you know, you're going to start here, you're going to end here, make sure you have a car at the end so that when you get there, you have some way to get home. Um, and, and so he was telling us, and he was giving us little tips. Now, when you get to this point in the river, make sure you stay to the right. Because if you go to the left, it's going to get real shallow and you're going to get stuck. Or if you go to the left, it's going to take you a direction you don't want to go. And you know, it all sounded 
sensible when he was telling us while we were standing on solid ground in the store. Love you, Brother Mitch. Thank you for this. Great illustration. And so we, we gathered our family, and uh, we got to our starting point. We had our raft ready to go, and we all hopped in, and we were all happy. This was going to be exciting. Super fun. Super fun. And we got into the raft, and we started, you know, it started really floating down the river. But, you know, as we're going, you know, things are picking up, and, and, and things are getting a little bumpy. But it's okay. And I'm watching other people on the river. They have, they're all in a boat, and they've got more gear than we have. Not, not only do they have life jackets, they have helmets. And I'm starting to think to myself, wait a minute, is this more dangerous than I think it is? Because Brother Mitch said, oh, just go ahead. You're going to have a great time. And it's not just one or two people in the raft that have a paddle. Everybody has a paddle. But the biggest thing they had in their raft that we didn't have in our raft was a guide. Let's just say that their trip went a little smoother than our trip. Now, we are still married today and happily married. Our children still call us mom and dad, and they love us. But let's just say things got slightly tense a few times on that wonderful, fun trip. When my husband tells this story, he reminds me that uh, we actually at one point wound up in a tree. You know how the trees can sometimes grow over into the water? Yeah, we wound up in one of those. Why? We didn't know what we were doing. We were entering a realm we, had, we were totally unfamiliar with without a help. You don't ever want to enter into a realm you're unfamiliar with or even slightly familiar with. You understand, even if I, we had done that a couple times that week, which we didn't, we only did it once, that was enough. Matter of fact, when I got out of that river, I said, I don't care how much it costs to go to one of those rafting places and hire somebody to guide me. I will always go with a guide. Always. Why? Because that river has a different flow depending on the time of year you're in and things change. We've gotten a lot of rain in Colorado recently. I can't even imagine what the river's like right now. And there's times where even the guides won't go. They'll tell you, we can't go now. Because they know the river. Hmm? Oh, we did get rid of the raft. Bye. We gave that, we sowed that blessing to someone else. (laughs) Hallelujah. And if you come to Colorado, we'll pay for you to have a guide. We'll buy your ticket. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Glory to God. So we want to navigate this spiritual realm with faith. And we can have such faith in our guide. So this morning, it just seemed good to look at some scriptures about our precious, wonderful guide. If you would, turn with me to John chapter 14. Hallelujah. We love Brother Mitch. 
his enthusiasm, glory to God. You know, rafting is really fun if you do it the right way. <laughs> glory. John chapter 14, verse 16. This is Jesus. You know, Jesus was preparing his disciples in these chapters for his departure. And he was letting them know, this is going to be a good, it's going to be okay. This is going to be a good thing. And he says in verse 16, and I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Praise the Lord. You realize your guide never leaves you? He's with you forever. Glory. That, that means he's with you here on this earth and he continues to stay with you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He's with you forever. Who is this comforter? Even the spirit of truth. He's truth. You can be confident in his guiding, in his leading, in his movement with you. He is to be our guide in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. Even the spirit of truth the world cannot receive this spirit of truth because it sees him not, neither knows him, but you know him. Oh, can you say that? I know him. I know, I know him. How does faith come? By hearing the word. The spirit of God is truth. When you hear from him, you can have faith. You're hearing from the truth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He's the spirit of truth. Glory to God. You know him, for he dwells with you, and he shall be in you. Now, he's saying this to his disciples uh, who, you know, the spirit was with them, generally speaking, but they were soon to be born again once Jesus uh, purchased our redemption on the cross and resurrection. And then the, the Spirit of God came in and did exactly what Jesus said he would. He began to dwell in the disciples, all those that became Christians and all those that are Christian now. He dwells, the Spirit of truth, the ultimate guide. Glory to God. He's always with, him, with you, and you know him. Now, can we get to know him better? Of course. Our whole life is, the, is a, a walk and a privilege of learning more about our precious guide learning how to flow with him and move with him. Why? Because just like that river in Colorado, uh, the realm of the spirit has flows and ebbs, and, and the spirit of truth knows the flow much more than we do. And so when we enter into that realm of prayer, we don't want to ever assume we know how to do this. We have a limited knowledge of that realm. He has all truth. He knows all. And so we need to be careful and make sure that as, as we go into prayer, we are looking to our guide to assist and help. And, you know, these scriptures ought to be familiar to us. But just because they're familiar doesn't mean they're not significant. 
doesn't mean that we don't need to look at these scriptures and meditate on these things from time to time because that's how faith comes. And when faith comes, glory to God, we can enter into our prayer time knowing when I follow my guide, we are going somewhere. We are accomplishing some things. We are taking care of what needs to be taken care of in the spirit. We're to always pray, not faint, not give up, not lack in spiritual strength. How do we have spiritual strength? We have to have faith in the one who's taking us into that realm. He's a spirit of truth. Glory to God. Verse 26 of chapter 14 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall, what? Teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So he's our guide. He's our teacher. Hallelujah. I'm going to pull that up in the Amplified here. Praise the Lord. He's such a good God. And he helps us so much in all that we do. He's given us everything we need to function in his realm. Uh, The Amplified of verse 26 says, but the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, the standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. He will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything that I have told you. Wow. (laughs) That's who you have on the inside of you. Does that mean you don't ever need to hear the word of God from your pastor? Oh, absolutely not. Matter of fact, the Holy Spirit's there to help remind you of what your pastor just said. (laughs) Right? If you don't have anything in you for him to remind you of... You're going to have, he's going to have trouble reminding you. (laughs) Well, praise the Lord. So he's all those things. He's our comforter. He's our counselor. He's our advocate. He's our strengthener. How do we always pray and not faint? We better know the strengthener. Right? He's our advocate. He's our standby. Glory to God. And he can be all those things for us in, uh, in our navigating of this spiritual realm. We don't ever want to go into this realm of prayer on our own. We must know what the word says. And we must have faith in our guide who's leading us and helping us into this realm. Praise the Lord. John chapter 16. Just reminding us this morning of of some of these things that Jesus wanted his disciples to know. John chapter 16, verse, praise the Lord, 13 strong eyes. Verse 13 says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. 
for he will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He will show you things to come. Do you understand that part of our prayer life is to get in this realm of the Spirit where all the answers are? Oh, this is a wonderful place to be. Now, when you're in this realm of answers, uh, the Spirit might give you, like if you were going down the river, you're going to get glimpses of things, but sometimes you're going along swiftly and you don't get time to stop and look at everything, right? So um, when we went with a guide down the river, which we have done, and it's much more effective and much more fun, when you go down the river with a guide, he'll point things out to you as you're going. Do you see the rocks on this side? They were here from da 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 da. You know, they'll give you the history of what's been going on. He will will help explain what you are seeing. When I um, minister on this subject, oftentimes I use this illustration of an ultrasound. When a woman is pregnant... And uh, she goes in, they have such amazing technology. You can go in and they can put something on that, uh, that lady's belly and they can look inside and see that baby. But I'm sure things are better than when I, it was many years ago when I was doing that. And when they put that um, little whatever it is on on my stomach and we started looking at that screen I could see the general shape of the baby that's great but I couldn't tell you if it was a girl or a boy I didn't exactly know what I was looking at oh it's a baby that I got okay that's good that's good But I needed the, uh, the person that was running that machine to interpret and help me determine what exactly I was looking at. And with my first one, she said, it's a boy. And I said, are you sure? And she goes, I'm sure. And she pointed out why she was sure. And I was like, okay, 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 it's a boy. Good, good. But, you know, with that machine, they can see not just the outward form of the baby, but they can dial in whatever they do now, push a couple buttons, and they can get to a different level or realm of that baby. They can start to see the heartbeat. They can dial in. She was measuring the different organs. She was measuring the bones. But every time she did a different uh, turn of the dial to get a different dimension of, of really what was all the same creature, right? <laughs> and and um, the whole time I needed her help to explain to me what I was seeing. <laughs> when you enter the spirit realm, you, we, we have to be careful. I have to be careful that I don't see one glimpse of something and say, oh, that's what that is. That's what I'm supposed to do. I might be seeing one slice, one sliver. For example, when we went to Bible school, one of the first months that we were there, I was in a uh, service at our church, and I was by myself. My, I don't know if my husband was doing music or, or what he was doing, but I was by myself in the congregation minding my own business, just worshiping the Lord and participating in praise and worship, which is important to do. 
It's how it helps us hear from God. And while I was worshiping the Lord with everyone else there in the congregation, I saw in the spirit like a flash of something that was going to happen in my future. And then it went away. Um, that that I saw has not happened yet. Let's just say it was several decades ago that that happened, right? What some people do when, when something like that happens, they'll say, oh, that must be what God has for me tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or as soon as I graduate from Bible school, this is my life. Glory to God. So we need the guide to interpret for us. What am I seeing? Is it the liver, the heart? Is this, is this tomorrow? Is this 20 years from now? Is this something I'm just supposed to hold onto in my spirit? Like Mary just put those things and pondered them in her heart. Those things that the spirit was dealing with her. This is going to happen. Be ready for it. And there are times in the spirit where, where the Lord will, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you a glimpse a slice, a portion of your future, uh, of, your, of your church's future. I remember Brother Hagen talking about uh, a time where he had a, uh, there was a, a group of ladies that were praying, um, getting together and praying. That's not a bad thing, except they were getting glimpses of the future. And in that glimpse, they saw that Brother Hagen wasn't supposed to be the pastor. <laughs> be careful what you see and say. <laughs> right? And Brother Hagen was very, very kind. He said they may have been seeing the time when, because he didn't stay at those churches for very long. It was, you know, several years, and then he moved on to a different place that was more the norm for back then, and um, he said they may have been seeing what was going to be happening, but they interpreted it as, he's out. And Mom Hagen went to one of these meetings and came back and told Dad, uh, you better get in there. You, gotta, you, you better help them out. And so what he did, such wisdom, he brought that prayer. He didn't just squash it and say, stop praying. Can you imagine? But there are people that have done that with, with church members. I just said, nope, no more. What Dad Hagen did was he just brought them into the church. He said, why don't we meet at the church? And Mom Hagen and I, we're going to be with you. And we'll help lead you. What? They needed help interpreting what they were seeing. So not only do we have the Holy Spirit as a guide, but we have our pastor. We have those that, um, that are called to help us navigate this spirit realm. So important. So important. And so as, as pastors, we try to help those that are under us. How? By praying with them. By helping lead them and guide them. And when, when we spend time collectively like this in prayer, there's going to be times where uh, one of us might say something in English. Well, pay attention to that. Oh, oh, that's where we're going. And that helps you learn and navigate that river of the Spirit when you get on your own. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So uh, we, we, we need to be careful what we see. And when we see something, don't just assume. I'm talking from personal experience. Because it's easy to do. It's easy to get just a sliver or a slice and assume this is it. I've got it all. Here we go. <laughs> 
And um, Brother Hagin used to say this. He said, if it's God today, it'll be God tomorrow. Meaning, if, if, you, if you've got a prompting or a direction or you, you, you sense something in the spirit while you're in prayer, um, sit on it. Touch it again tomorrow and the next day. And if it's a big decision, check with your pastor, please. Why, not, not to get, not, not because he has to say yes or no, but because he's been equipped to help guide. He's been equipped to check in with the greater one. And it should agree with him if it's what you're supposed to be moving forward with. And, he, you know, there, we don't tell, as ministers, we don't tell people what to do. But we can say things like, I'd, I'd keep checking on that before I step into that. So important that we don't move too fast and assume that one thing we saw one day in the spirit realm is the whole slice, right? Praise the Lord. When the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, and he shall receive of mine, and shall show it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, said I, that he shall take of mine, and will show it to you. He'll show it to you. He'll show it. Um, verse 13 in the message says this, but when the friend comes, <laughs> praise the Lord, the spirit of truth, he will take you by the hand and guide you into all the truth there is. He won't draw attention to himself, but he will make sense out of what is about to happen and indeed, out of all that I have done and said, he will honor me and will take me, uh, take from me and deliver it to you. He's going to take us by the hand, our guide, the spirit of all truth. And he's going to lead us and guide us and show us. Meaning when I more and more often. Now, understand there's many types of prayer, right? There's times where uh, we're, we're uh, feeling the pressure and worry, the concern and care about some things, that, circumstances that have come up, and we're supposed to come and cast those cares, right? There are times where uh, we pray the prayer of faith. We know what the word says. We know it belongs to us, and we Come in boldly and say, Father, thank you for what you have said is mine. And we just take it and walk out with it, right? But there are other times when we come into this realm of the Spirit. And, and more often than not now in my life, I find myself in this type of prayer. Where I come and say, Father, I'm here to be an assist to whatever you need prayed out. And I'm asking that you help me follow my guide. And here we go. The spirit is... Um, well, uh, we could say it like this. My, my dad was a school teacher, and so he had the summers off. Um, we didn't have tons of money. We weren't poverty-stricken or anything like that, but our vacations were camping. We'd, we'd take, because he had the summers off, we could take 
you know, a couple weeks at a time and go, we'd go to the, uh, we lived in Buffalo, New York, so we'd go up into Canada or we would go uh, to the Adirondack Mountains and we would always uh, camp near water, right? There was always a lake somewhere and um, we had a canoe, so we'd bring the canoe with us. And my dad would take us out in that canoe, and he'd have myself or uh, my sister up front, and he would teach us how to uh, navigate this canoe. You know, uh, the person in the front, they're supposed to be listening to the person in the back. The person in the back steers the boat, right? And they'll call out. He would call out, left, left. And we'd paddle three times on the left. And then he'd call out right. We'd switch the paddle to the right, right? I had to listen for his call. And he would steer us in the direction we needed to go. My, my dad, when he would put his oar in, let's just say he had more strength than me as an eight-year-old, right? Um, and... It was always fun when I was sitting in, that, in the front to feel that, boom, that push, that movement forward. The Holy Spirit should be in the back of your canoe, right? He's prompting, he's gliding, he's helping to propel us in the direction we are to go. Now, as an eight-year-old, <laughs> Um, I would sometimes get excited at what I'd see on the lake. You know, maybe there's a beaver over there or something like that. And I'd see something, I'd be like, oh, and I'll, I'd forget everything he had told me. And I'd try to get myself over there. I'd start paddling, right, and try to get myself over. And you know what my dad would do? He'd just pull his paddle out. He's a school teacher. He knew how to be patient. He'd just pull his paddle out, and he'd say, Amy, if you tell me what you see, I can help you get there. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, Dad. Okay, can we go over there? <laughs> and sure enough, when he put his oar in and steered us in that direction, it was easy. When we come to God in prayer, we are to be cooperating with him, moving with him. And if I come to him with a certain person on my heart, with a certain situation on my heart, and I'll get before him and I might lift that up to him and say, Father, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yield to your spirit and I ask you to help me to pray about this situation. There's times when I, when I go to pray in other tongues, it's like somebody's in the back of the canoe. Vroom. And here we go. We take off. And there's unction. There's an assist. There's a help to move forward in that direction. But there are other times when I go to pray in other tongues and it's like I'm paddling the canoe myself. There's no help to get me where I'm trying to go. Does that mean God doesn't care about that situation? Does that mean he doesn't, you know, no. It just means now's not the time to be praying about that. And I'll stop. And I'll say, Father, I'm I'm sorry, that's not the direction you have me going. What is it you need me to pray for right now? And if I'll back up and, and, and learn to look to the guide, he will help assist me in the proper direction. Praise the Lord. I don't know if you're wanting to add things to this. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I no, I was just thinking second. as you're saying that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that most, so much of the time when we come to prayer, we have our agenda. Yes, that's exactly Like we it. come with our agenda. Right, our list. But uh, hey, if he's the guide, let him lead. Right, right. Let him lead. Right, right. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is, uh, y'all learning anything from this? Because um, I didn't know what you were ministering on, of course, but 
I was thinking about when I first started praying in the spirit or praying in other tongues as we call it. Um, I learned the mechanics of it and would sometimes do it without my heart being engaged. You know what I'm saying? And so you can do that just like you can get in your car. You know, you can start your car and while it's in park, how many know you can step on the gas and you can make some some sounds? You know, you can, it sounds just like you're driving. But you're just not getting where you'd be, uh, where you'd get That's right. if you were what? In gear. In the gear. And so as we go to pray, um, we want to we wanna engage our heart and pay attention to the, the guidance of the Spirit. Now, if I can just marry this into everything we've heard kind of in, the, in these meetings so far, you know, there's been an emphasis uh, here and there on the presence of God. Yes. yes. Well, that's, that's his leading is his presence. And so when you become aware and uh, have a recognition of him on the inside of you, that's something you want to carry around with you. This, the way you're led in prayer, this is how you're led in life. This is how you decide, uh, do, we, do we move here? Do we move there? Do we do this? Do we do that? This is all how you make these decisions. And uh, I, I just love what was, what was said because I think the idea is we'll just, we'll just go and see what the future brings, and then deal with it. Where uh, a better mentality is, let's go to the future before we ever get yeah. there, following yes. the guidance of the Holy yes. Spirit, right? Yes. And get some things prayed out. Yes. Yes. The, uh, the plan of God in the Christian's life, you know, there's, of course there's the plan of God for the whole body of Christ, and there's the plan of God for us individually. Right. We should be interested in all of that. Right. And uh, the plan of God is not something that just automatically comes to pass. You understand there's opposition, there's all kinds of things. So we want to be engaged and involved in these things. It's possible to be behind in your prayer life and you you got stuff showing up in your life that should have been dealt with, Uh, but hasn't yet. Well, we don't want that. We want to, we want to get, in fact, you can get ahead. Right, right. And when you get, when you start praying out stuff ahead, recognize that, it, that uh, you may be seeing the glimpse of things in a general sense, so you can start preparation, but that's different than the timing to make a decision on it now. Just letting you know that I listened to everything you Thank said, you. and I can spit some of it back. Praise the Lord. We are not, when we come into prayer, we're, like we said yesterday, is we're not storming into the presence of God and, and demanding this, 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 and this. We are coming with, with uh, all humility, realizing we don't know this realm the way he does. And we're not, we're not trying to get God to do anything. He's prepared our future. But if we could say this, and then, and then we'll get to prayer, but um, the power of God is always available. He always has provision for us, right? Let, but but we're, when we pray, we're, we're creating a place for that power to land properly. How many know you don't want to land a 747 just anywhere? Side of the mountain? No. Ocean? Not a good place. City street? Yeah, no. Yeah, that's tough. We want a very nice, I was talking to a pastor uh, just the other day who uh, said, you can, you can get to our town via an aircraft. He said, but we have to kind of scooch the cows off the landing strip first. <laughs> and I said, note to self, drive to this church. <laughs> Why? The, 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 um, the, the landing strip was, was very small, right? It, it, it was a little plane would get you there. If you want 747 worth of God's power in your situation. Prayer helps make a smooth landing for what's already been made available. But, but it, it gives God something to land on. Yeah. Let's pray. Well, we're going we're gonna to do some of this, yes? And uh, as we pray, if it hasn't been your habit so far, um, pay some attention and, and maintain an awareness of God's presence because that's his leading. And, his, and uh, you may experience some twists and turns, uh, some rights and some lefts, you know what I mean, in prayer. In other words, there's ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to endeavor to follow that. Amen. Y'all, y'all look like you're mad at us. We didn't, 
You okay? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Just to change your position because yeah. you've been seated. She's been preaching like two hours now. So. Oh, at least. What's <laughs> Why don't you just stand up to change your position, and then you can sit down as you, as you want to. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're going to enter his gates, how? With thanksgiving, his courts with praise. With praise. So, Father, we give you thanks today. We bless you today. Thank you. We come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy, find grace to help in time of need. We're so grateful that we can come. Thank you for the blood of the covenant by which we're sanctified, that we can come boldly before you. And we do. And we thank you, Father, for that which uh, you've ordained for this day, that which you've ordained for our time. Thank you for the plan of God. Thank you for the great move of God that we're in that must increase. Thank you for all that pertains to our era and our day. We say by faith it all comes to pass. We say that as we cooperate with you, thank you, Father, for helping us to take care of this, take care of that. We trust you now in Jesus' name as we yield to the Spirit's utterance. Teros, oh, tenra cane, tenra calan, tenra calis, tenra calipendo, gores picanani, tenra caliteco, la steca tetsa golato, on sendo, perafebalase, perafebalose, perafezoto, coran, bele, coran, dira baros, dira baros, dira barabagi, lane sharan, lane sharan, lane sharan, lane sharan, lane sharan, lane sharan, king labanzo, Tu andorama direpalisco lenfra lento renlo bando reto lacro gusto lentia brava fra gusto sese gatena cracasta cotostoco para tenge denslate 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 desti kerebon 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 garet nerakasenet Narakasturado, Teritit, Terabora Mansibro, Dilato, Diladi, Korama, Keresita, Ha, 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 yes, no, no more. Ha, yeah, Yarapogorin, Yes, Stora, Stora, Stora Nadele, Stora Nade, Stora Nadele, Kelasso, Stora Nadele, Keditikaras to Korabali, Kalans. Keratilo, Keratilo Kora Mane, Keratilo Kora Papes Tikalit, Korapain, Karatidele, Kahaha, oh, 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 yeah, Yamachigo Mana, Mana Chigo Rana Mana, Mana Chigo Rana Matse Kopana Padeko Tibe, Tendovron, Telamone, Telamone, Teratoko, Teratoko, Teratiste, Likamatsi, Chilabon, Chilamira, Delan, 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 Dera Pokorat, Dera Tostesheli, Tevelai, 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 Mamagoni, yes, 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 Elna, my, the enlargement, the enlargement of the voices, the enlargement of the voices, the enlargement, ah, yes, 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 expansion, expansion and enlargement, Get like that in towns and cities, in villages. Sakobran, Sangoran, Sangorana. Yes, yes, Totokobalin. Janane, Janane Korabi, Janodokra Kabeli, Sokodaban, the Menzong, Denzo, Denzo Kobaman, Denzo Kokoban, Denzo Kokobane, Desto Koreti, Lingon, Dendenj, Lisiko, Veto Domare, Dano Sika Latudi, Meledi, Meledi, Melegi. Manore, Manore, Manore Megane, Manore Megane, Manore Maloge, Marose, Selode, Selode Bre, Selode Bran, oh yes, oh in the Retelico, Fopo Ban, Febladi, in the Frameno, Frameno, Frameno Lid, Frameno Lini Calasico, the Bachi Gatsi Gatsi Cova. Tova Ken, Tova Koma, Tova Koma Lan, Tova Kananera, Lista, Dikon, Lista, Jelo, Dipakai, Kali, Tika, Karatolai, Karatolai, 
prompted by the Lord as we're praying here along a couple lines. One is this, um, and I want to say this would probably particularly apply to ministers, although it could apply to others. But um, when you go through different, uh, we, we, we call them phases of ministry. Uh, you know, God's a God of progression in, in his plan for your life. And if you're a minister, he's got a plan for your ministry that could include uh, different levels of your office. Sometimes it includes another office. Sometimes it's, uh, in, in my case, at one point, it was a total change where I stepped out of one thing, stepped in, into another. Different for everybody, you know. 
But uh, when you come up to a, a, a shift or, or what we would call a new phase, there will often be great opposition. And what I was prompted about in prayer is that there, there uh, perhaps are some who either watching or present that you just feel like you're uh, on the spin cycle. You know what I'm talking about, the spin cycle on a washing machine? <laughs> like you're being, you feel like you're going through it. Well, how many know when a spaceship comes back into the atmosphere and, and shifts, they go through some stuff, you know, and, and all that. And there's, uh, and I, the verse that, we, we often use along these lines is over here, and uh, I'll just read it to you in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 9, where it says, A great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. Where are the adversaries? Right there at the door, not holding it open for you, <laughs> not saying, Come on in, but all piled up against the door, right? Now, if God says there's an open door, there's an open door, but that doesn't mean all the other forces in the, in the spirit realm are in agreement with what God says, right? And so I've just found like a lot of times God will say there's a door, go through it, and you're like, that's locked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, so, so here's what was on my heart to say. If you're in that situation and you feel like, why am I going through such difficulty. I feel like we're in the will of God. Maybe, and you might be thinking, well, maybe, maybe we just need to back off. Maybe. Do not back off. Do not back off. Stand your ground. It's just opposition. Take your authority. Deal with it. But as long as it takes. How long is that? Much longer than your flesh would like. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. Trust me, I speak from experience. Yes. Others could get up here with more experience than me and say, yeah, we know what you're talking about. Stand your ground, preacher, preacher, preacher. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. Just stay. Don't bail. Don't adjust to it. Don't cave. Stand your ground. Now, there's others also who you feel like, I'm on the spin cycle too. And your situation, is, uh, your situation is that you need to learn to take your authority. And it's not that you're entering into a phase of ministry or anything like that where there's just opposition at the door. You're just being beat up on because you don't know who you are and take your authority. And for, for some of you, I'm able to do this right now. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break that thing. But you're going to have to still learn how to take your authority to stay, to stay in your help. You hear what we're saying? So if this applies to you, you just agree with me. I take authority and I break that yoke in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Join to that, join your faith to that, and, you, and be helped. Amen. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.